I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. So I've really been missing LA lately, Um, a place where I've lived twice and moved away from twice, but always love, even when I've left it. Don't always love the traffic, obviously. It's so cliche, but it's really fucking true. It'll suck your soul. But I um, I do hope to plant myself there for a few weeks and sometime in the not-so-distant future and just work from there for a minute. But in the meantime, I have been getting my California fix from fiction. So I thought I'd share a couple books I've been obsessing over the past week. First is Malibu Rising, which I believe I mentioned um, as being on my summer reading list Uh in an earlier episode, but I finished it over the weekend and I loved it so much. It is set in Malibu, obviously, with um, in the the present day in the novel is in the 80s, but it also flashes back to the 60s and the 70s. And the events revolve around four siblings who are the offspring of an absentee father who also happens to be one of the most famous musicians in the world. And the events that lead up to an iconic party that they throw every year in the boo. Um, from the beginning, you you kind of know that some serious shit is going to go down at the at the soiree. Um, but the story leading up to it is to the night is equally compelling. And it kind of seamlessly weaves um, the storytelling between time periods and really does this great job of describing Malibu. Um, especially the Malibu of like the past in the way that it's like, it's such this interesting mix. It's like both rustic and glamorous. It's filled with surfers and beautiful people and like normies alike. And it's this, it's one part like idyllic small coastal town, but it's also riddled with the secrets of both the famous and the not so famous. And I don't know, it just like, it's, you just get so immersed in this world and that's what I love about a book. I loved every second of it. And I I miss I miss those people already. Um, the other book that I read in basically a day, like two sittings, and it would have just been one sitting if I didn't have to work, um, is called The View Was Exhausting. And it is a goddamn delight. It is about a famous actress, movie star, who is... Um, British and born to um, Indian immigrants. So she is navigating Hollywood, and this is current day, real current day, um, Hollywood as a woman and a woman of color. And and I think we all know the rules are different for women, and they're especially different for women of color in the world. And, and they put a real fine point on it in Hollywood. So it's about um, this fake relationship yes there are many of them in Hollywood and kind of the behind the scenes um, strategizing and machinations that go into creating um, a relationship that the public is obsessed with on and off um, between her and the and the main male character and um, Wynn and Leo and you'll you'll get so you'll get so into these people and and then kind of why, why she makes some of the decisions she makes and and then what if could there be something real is there something real is there room for something real in her life and in the and if she has something real what does that mean for her career and and I think it has it's it's really fun and I think that for anyone who doesn't know as much about the inner workings of Hollywood you'll probably um, learn some things but I also think it's really interesting her perspective Wynn's perspective on on what what her career signifies outside of herself and for um, other women of color coming coming behind her and and the pressure she feels from that aside from her own personal drive and ambition which again are not are not bad things either so it, it's it's so easy to read but it's so well written it's really quick paced it, it feels very insidery in a good way and. I think you will all love it. Um, and the other thing I'm looking forward to doing is I love that corny show Virgin River on Netflix. And the third season just came out and I just started watching it. Um, I think we might get into that on another pod with a future guest. But this week, I am so excited to have my friend Carrie Bialik on the pod. And we have a 
fun and winding and you know conversation about about Hollywood she she works um in the biz as it were uh she's a former publicist and she's now a manager and so we talk about you know a lot of things including um scandal which was a show we used to love so much and engage with deeply on social media so let's get to my conversation with Carrie enjoy The older you get, it's not so common that you can remember the exact date you met someone. But with this week's guest, I certainly do. While we had been emailing and shared a bunch of mutual friends and knew of each other before that day, or at least I definitely knew of her, it wasn't until February 11th, 2012 that Carrie Bialik and I first shared drinks together, IRL. It was Fashion Week in New York, but the reason I remember the date, sadly, is that during said drinks, the news broke that Whitney Houston had tragically died. And while that was a devastating blow for both of us, I still remember leaving for the dinner I had afterward with a smile on my face because I had a new friend who was smart and funny and so fashionable and cool, and I I was just excited. And in the nine plus years since, we have shared so many memories and laughs and dinners and drinks and trips to Montauk and SoulCycle classes and breakfast after SoulCycle classes and movie screenings and award show viewings at her apartment, one hurricane, and so much more. And when I became a motherless girl on Mother's Day, Carrie very generously and kindly and sweetly offered to share hers with me. And she and her family took me in on that holiday every year until I moved and wrapped me up in their arms and love and traditions in a way that I will never be able to repay them for. So we must also give a special shout out to the glorious Marsha Bialik, a gorgeous human and mother and writer who was recently spotted dancing with the great Stephen Colbert on his first show back with an audience. And it was amazing. The clip makes me so happy. So Carrie, Carrie has the fucking sharpest wit and the quickest brain, and she will always tell it like it is. And she's been using all those skills and more to run the game in Hollywood for years, first as a power publicist, now as a power manager to an incredible roster of talent. And to say that she knows things, so many things, many, many things that we cannot divulge on this here podcast is facts. But I'm sure we're going to get into some fun stories and we're going to talk about a show that we both loved and engaged with deeply on social media back in the day. So let's just get right into it. Welcome, my friend, Carrie Bialik. Hi, Carrie. Oh, my goodness. Hi. I, that's That was beautiful and oh, generous thanks. and kind and so well done like you. Oh, uh, thanks. You're, you're such name. a good writer. I was like, who is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's you. It's all wow, true. Wow, gal sounds <laughs> You're like, I want to meet this lady. She well, sounds- thank you for having me. I of course. Love thanks. being your guest, and I love your podcast. And thank you. And it's so fun because I've known most of your guests. Yeah. You introduced um, me to it, some of my guests. Ni- it's a nice cross-pollination of amazing women that you've had on so I'm honored and delighted to be here thank you I'm glad I I'm glad I could go through your publicist who is yourself to to get this booking (laughs) yes we take all requests in writing (laughs) Um, that's one of the things I I I have learned and have taught everyone who's ever worked for me just just get it in writing put it in writing yeah you've taught me that you also taught me how to be um to look good in the background of a paparazzi shot should you be walking with a famous person that's I will never forget that lesson that's a that's a that's a sunglasses red lip don't chew gum yes it's the law and I was able I remember the first time I really could put it to use after we had met was I was we were taking I was at Cosmo and Miley was on our cover and I was going with Joanna to shows and stuff and I'm in the background and I was like yes did not chew gum, wore a red lip, had good sunglasses on. Yeah, because then you're sort of like, who is that? Oh, that's me doing, that's me working, as opposed to like, wow, why didn't anyone tell me to spit out the trident? And why am I, why do I look terrified? Why do I have something in my teeth? If there's always, there's, I wonder if my mom could probably put this together, like a scrapbook of pictures of me standing behind many clients throughout the years, throughout my 20 plus career yeah. of of you know being a liaison to actors and and things and events and 
man, throughout the years have I learned lessons just from my from my own experiences um, of just like, you know, you don't know until you do. Right. Right. So just like, well, that's you, why you, you impart that wisdom more on more than one of us has has taken that good advice. And I my one of my favorite things is to watch awards shows with you in general because you're right. hilarious and we can just like talk it's about fun. everything and like yeah. with Gwen and everyone and Seth um, and we have so many funny memories but also I love your commentary on like the behind the person people yeah like as you're I watching them like, yeah. why you why'd you bring why'd you bring carry on luggage I know you're a publicist <laughs> but like you didn't have to bring a you know a whole like people were just like well you never know what's gonna happen I have like <laughs> An EKG machine. I have a. I mean, I will say it's good to be prepared because sure, stuff goes down. I can curse oh, yeah. on this, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to be for your PG thirteen for your young, your it's explicit your younger the e. crowd. Yeah, no, but but shit happens uh, in the at those things. dresses rip. You right, know, people pe- feel faint. There's you know there's. There's lots of stuff that, again, you don't know until you until you do where you, you want to be prepared. But sometimes it's just sort of like you don't want to be looking at the person in the background flailing their arms or looking upset or sweating or talking too much or gum flying. Chewing gum. Yeah, no, that's a whole, that's a whole thing. <laughs> like how fired um, up you can get at someone chewing gum. It makes me so happy. <laughs> well, it's only – it's honestly it's, – it's more like me shaming my younger self. Like, look at you. No one told me to do this. Why didn't someone tell you, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I I I know it's so it's so sad the the Whitney thing. I know um, because every year we text each other. We're like remember like happy <laughs> friendship anniversary, but also remember how sad we were. I remember we're just so like sad. we were getting to know each other, and we were both like, oh no. And this was pre Instagram. This was yeah. Like I don't know what alerted us. It must have been Twitter. We maybe had, we because we, we, we both. I we mean, shittily, we both looked at our phones, but. <laughs> Back that in the was, day, we were sitting under oil, an oil lamp, and there was, <laughs> and we heard tell of clop, clop, clop. We we heard the horse come with the news. Now, I mean, it wasn't that. We heard it, we tell. Didn't have, we didn't have flip phones. I mean, it no, was it no, was it was twenty. Yeah, it was, it was. I think it was a BlackBerry situation. Yeah, it was BlackBerry. And but, but, but speaking of oil lamps, I mean, we did lose power together oh, during that's the hurricane. True. I mean, we've really been in it. I think you were like, this will be fun. I'll come over. And yeah. then we were like, oh, they weren't kidding about that. It was really scary. It was I mean, scary. We were, I was glad that we had each other because, you know, we're both like the single the single ladies living in Manhattan. It's like, no, neither of us should be alone. But yeah. then we sort of watched. I the water like, ride? I, wa- <laughs> I live like right by the West Side Highway. And we just kept looking out the window and watching this one truck like be submerged. And we were like, oh yeah, no, this is this is scary. And we did lose power. And um, yeah, no, monumental um, things have happened where we've been together, which yes. is which is what bonds people, which is, you know, which totally. Is nice. I mean, it's we've like had we joyous would, moments too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've had hard times. We've had good mm-hmm. times, a lot of good times. Um, how are you? How's, how's everything? How's um, life? I'm good. I, I am very fortunate um, that, you know, to come out of the pandemic, I know we're still in it, but to come out of the darkest time, yeah, of, you know, still with my company intact and my clients working and, um, and uh, j- just being able to have a huge amount of perspective, yeah. which, which I know in listening to Bonnie's Bonnie Morrison's yes. um, podcast with you. It's sort of like if you haven't gone, if you haven't walked through something that has changed you as a person after this time, then you got to wonder what what have you been doing with all that time? Um, right. So I'm definitely, my gratitude is heightened a million fold. Um, I am, I'm feeling like I know what I want out of the next chapter of my life. I know what I don't want in the next For chapter sure. of my life. Like I've really taken stock. It's you know, it's when you're with a dog who, at mm. some point, you're, you know, it's just like it was a like me dog. and my dog, Rufus, Rufus, and, and he's the best. But you know, it's also like talk about a codependent relationship. It's like <laughs> I, I started once it was safe. I was like, you gotta go hang out with dogs. Like, yeah, I gotta. And I'm going to hang out I with have some stuff people. to do. I'm going to see some friends. You see some friends. We'll come back. You'll we got to miss back. each other a little bit, yeah. you know? Right. Keep the we'll mystery be, alive. We'll be better people for it. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, the 
the scariest part of the pandemic was, you know, my beloved mom, who you mentioned, Marsha, was diagnosed with cancer. She's such a fighter. She's thank God in remission. She's looking great and feeling great, which is all I really care about. So coming, going through that in the middle of a pandemic, having a business, not knowing anything other than like one day at a time, if anything has taught you anything about going through something so traumatic and, and also, you know, Virgo aside, just anyone who likes to plan or have control over right. you know, what a plan looks like had to really shift. And I and I think a lot of people, like I think there's people who uh, who really enjoyed the pandemic, who were introverts, who were like, you know what, this is my jam. Like I've right. been I've been waiting for a time where I didn't have to say yes to any invitation. I didn't have to talk to people. I didn't have to go to dinner parties. I didn't have to interact. Um, I think while that's you know. good that's nice for certain aspects of it. It it really it it does it does make you just take a, a big life pause and say, there's there's certain things that are out of my control and certain things yeah. that I can control and I have to really let go of the things that I can't control. And so that I think hopefully more people have done that and are gonna yeah. do that. And I hope people are kinder and nicer and more aware. And what we've gone through as a country and as a human race in terms of just wake the fuck up. Seriously, and, man. And take stock in what matters and see what suffering really is and see what is happening around you. Yeah. Because we all, it's not just the bubble of New York, LA or whatever. It's like we all get so caught up in, in what's a real problem. Right. And, you know, that's there are real problems and then there are problems that have solutions so i think that that's that's a long 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 way to say to you i'm good and i'm grateful and i think that that's every day is like okay what's good about today you have to do yeah or else because it's hard no matter it is hard there's shitty days no matter what and there's There's like you said, there's like real problems and there's problems that have solutions, but that doesn't mean the problems that even have solutions don't stress you out or bum you out or can take you, can get you down, you know, and then completely and you're such a solutions driven person. It's hard. Um, It's hard for me not to try to fix everything. I mean, yeah, you're a fixer. and, And and that's I feel good when I can. But also, it's just sort of, you know, there's some some sort of really nice, like, valve release to just be able to exhale into, like, I can't, I can't do everything for everyone. I can't be everything to yeah. everyone. Um, you get on a conveyor belt, you know, of, of just, like, I have to do this because I know I can. I have to do this because I'm good at that one thing. I have to do this. And, like, that's not... That's not sustainable, and that's actually like it's not, it's not it'll, healthy. It'll like suck <laughs> your soul out yeah, at the end exactly. of the day. Exactly. So well, you know, th- I think it's yeah. Yeah, think, that's yeah. good. I mean, that's why yeah. I think like with like entertainment coming back in a way that feels more normal, and like I went to the movies this weekend for the first time since oh yeah, February twenty twenty. I, I I saw I saw you um, post about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm even, excited about I'm excited about about that about yeah. community experience. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, there was three of us in the theater, but it was great. I got like a Diet Coke and watched trailers and it was so exciting. But I think like even like when Colbert came back with an audience and like, and then of course seeing your joyful mother, but like talk about a valve release, I feel like, you know, for for everyone watching, but it means specifically for you and your family and seeing that joy. But Well, that was, I mean, that was the thing. I mean, he, you know, like all of the the very hardworking talk yes. show hosts had to figure out how do you do something that's not easy to do anyway. Right. Um, from wherever you're doing it with no crew, you know, using your family as a crew and make jokes about the national conversation and then right. interview people like making the viewer at home feel like it's okay. We're all in it together. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tall order. And so he just wanted, you know, once it was safe and once like the network was able to say like, yes, we can do this if everyone's vaccinated and we go through protocols or whatever. I mean, the, the anticipation of just having that relationship, that beautiful relationship with an audience as yeah. a performer. And so the electricity in that room, and it was, you know, leading up to it, I said, I had, you know, my mom watches the show every night, not yeah. because she's obligated to, because Steven's been my client for, you know, 15 years, but because she loves him and she loves the show. And yeah. and so I just said, like, oh, what a, what a great, like, 
end of this trauma yeah. remission, you know, reward. Like, why don't you come come see the show? And so my mother and my sister and my aunt, I got them tickets and um and and a lot of people were like, oh, well, it was that planned. But in his monologue, he he did this, you know, this dance that he had been doing this hilarious bit um, with different different songs. His writers are so genius and so different good. songs to the vaccine. And so it was like each night it was like a different genre of music. And this was to tequila. And he went into the audience and I was standing in the back of the theater because I just wanted to see the first. I wanted to feel the energy. Yeah. And sort of the tide turn of like, okay, we're in a room with 400 plus people celebrating to get being together and celebrating comedy and Broadway being back and just pure joy. Just yeah. that, and that's all anyone wanted was community and joy and laughter. And I see him pick, pick up my mom, you know, pick my mom. And I went, oh, and I was standing with um, Sam Korn who, who works on the show. And she just looked at me. She's like, that's your mom. I'm like, that's my mom. And it just like to see him twirl her around and yeah. her be so just elated. It just represented I so right much. Now thinking about well, it, it represented so much. It represented, you know, healing and the next chapter and dancing. I mean, yeah. you know, like all, and, and just, just really just like pure elation because we, we, we've all been, you know, gritting our teeth and the worry, the layers of worry that have come with this year for everybody, for everyone, it, it just is, is has been excruciating because worry is a whole other category of like you know you that that was heightened by so many things and the unknown, the unknown yeah, is so the strong. Unknown. So just back to the joy of like yes, that was an incredible experience that week. Really, I, I really jumped in with two feet you and all did. my clothes because I did that, and then I was lucky enough to get invited to see the Foo Fighters you saw at the Madison Foos. Square Garden yeah. and that was an out of body experience just being in in Madison Square Garden oh, I can't wait to go with, to a concert oh it was it was incredible I was like I don't even know all these songs yeah. I knew all the words and I was just dancing I mean everyone was just grinning and it was so and no one was pushing and there was no, none of that like Ugh, concerts can be, you know, for <laughs> when we started, when when we yeah. started, you and I talking, I don't know, hours ago, it feels like it's like, <laughs> can't shut up. But when we started talking, I was like, I'm that years old. I'm like serious XM um, uh, spectrum <laughs> channel years old, where it's like, ooh, a little Tom Petty. And then like, ooh, you know, a little Lake Street dive. Like, that's what I'm, you know, just a low hum. But I rocked out that yeah. I was just like, this is fun. This is this is joy. This is what we all missed. This is this is connection to music. You know, so, yeah. so that was a big week. And, it was a big and, week and in New York, York and is, for New York. Thriving, you know, yeah, New, like York New York is really. Oh. It feels good. It feels good. It's a hard, hard place to live, but it it, is. <laughs> but it's the best it place. But good. it's hard, man. I yeah, mean, like New hard. York is. I mean, yeah. everyone will say this, and it's it's not for everybody. And no. like it's, but it's. It's so hard. A lot so of people hard. left. A lot of yeah, people yeah. left. And, yeah. and I think people, you know, and good for them because honestly, like, there's no, that's what I go back to of this experience. If you haven't made a shift, small or big, it's not move out of where you live. Everybody has to do that. But for a lot of people, that's what they needed, you know, for right. more space, for sanity, for, you know, and and, and I respect that. And, and so, there, you know, yeah, there's there, no shame in, like, people being like, no. I stayed, New York tough. It's like, yeah, New York tough. Like, we all were tough, no matter where you lived. This yeah, and there's a lot of ego attached. I mean, for me, yeah. I'll speak for myself. And, I, and other people I know who have moved maybe during the pandemic or other times for me when I was deciding whether or not I was going to move, there was a lot of ego attached to it because I was like, well, I can't leave like who am I if I leave and it's like well it turns out I'm like a more peaceful person right now yeah. and like that yeah. was the right decision for me and at the time and so like however however you get to that and whatever that means whether that means I'm gonna work less I'm staying in the city but I'm gonna do things differently in the city or I'm gonna move because I find more peace there like it's like whatever that is for people I hope they found some of it or figured out some of it and you know? also just like I mean if again like I just go back to like if this hasn't shifted who you are as a person in some way like really really pause and think well why not you know right um so I think it's very important and I'm sorry that it took a pandemic for right you know for people to to take stock but but now that we have had this experience I, I I am hopeful um that that there'll be you know 
more generosity and gratitude and kindness. There has to be. Like, we all need that. Everybody yeah. needs that. Um, I don't know. I get um, it. But yeah. I don't know. People also need really good um, shows to watch. Yeah, they and, do. Um, and, and also, you, your voracious reading is so, I'm so envious. I read a lot for work and I and yeah I'm, you do and I'm constantly doing things that I have to do in front of um things that I want to you know that I yeah. want to do yeah and I really try to make time to do those things but I I definitely want to read more and I, I I buy all these books and I bring them with me wherever I go and they right. sit there they and I'm like there. I really should start that book and especially like people whose taste like you that I really admire you're like oh I just you know, I just barreled through this book. I'm like, oh, a book. I really got to do that. Remember, <laughs> remember reading. the Gone Girl summer when yes. I was just like waiting for you. Like it was like you and maybe Gwen was reading it too. I can't remember. We were in Montauk and and I was like, can you fin- Can you get to I know, a part where I kept, I kept going, can you get oh to my the God. turn? And you were like, you get what to the happened? Turn? Where are you? And I'm like, wait, what? And you were like, oh, I know. And I'm like, no, what? Oh, no, that was... That was fun. That was fun. That but, was fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely like this summer I have to. Yeah, well, now it's like July and maybe you can, like, things will slow a little bit for a minute, maybe, you know. Maybe. But maybe. It's, but it's, they, but your it's life always, never gets it's slower, though. There's always something going. I mean, but you it's have, always up to us. It's yeah, always up to us yeah. to put an out of office on. It's always up to us to say, you know what? Not today. Or actually, I have two hours and then I'm taking this time to do, you know, like, no yeah. one's going to set. This is the other thing. It's like if you, no one's going to set boundaries, you have to set your your own yeah. boundaries yeah. Um, to 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 preserve and protect yourself, and also be a better person for other people. Because once you just everything bleeds into one category, you don't you don't have balance, and then you're like, why do I feel so crazy? Why do I feel yeah. like I need to rest? Why does exercise is so essential? Yeah, it's because you're not you you have to just create space and you have to say no which is really hard for a lot of people myself yeah. included and and I think that that's like that's key so yeah so you're you're um in your genre of entertainment your joy over really good books has gotten me inspired I to I know and I and Sarah Volkomerson is also like yes like the big she's like I read that book in a day and I'm like I'll never be that person. Um, but I, I want Do to. Do you speed? I, I speed read. read too, which I is can't. probably not I, good. I read down the middle of the page. <laughs> I also probably. can't do audible. I don't you know do audio books. I fall asleep. I don't do them. I listen I to a shit asleep. ton of podcasts and I can't do audio books. And people will be like, you should listen to this audio book. And I'm like, I can't get into no, it's them. Also, and also in terms of content and the entertainment business, I will say that audio is a huge space right now where... Um, people are adapting, not just reading books yes. on, on tape. It's not called books on tape anymore. What is yeah. it called? Books on content? I mean, I mean like books Book, on books, app? Yeah, books on app. Um, but I so would still they're say producing, books on tape. Yeah, books on tape. Um, I put it in the, t- I T-vote it. People are still doing the, t- I T-vote it. Bloop, bloop, bloop. DVR does it. You just say I recorded it, but. I think for a while, I think there's some people out there. And by the way, shout out to you people who are still saying I T-vote it because I love it. <laughs> I love um, it so much. But I T-vote that. Um, I didn't watch it yet, but it's it's in the T-vote. It's, um, it's on TiVo. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? This is... Oh, they, uh, they're adapting, trip, adapting. Edit, edit. Uh, oh, right. So, so what people are doing is they're producing, they're hiring like writers producers and actors and a director proper film sound editors um and doing production audio productions to then dovetail them into series like getting getting the audience from whatever the original ip is whether it's you have a comic book that you're going to adapt that way you have a a book you have an article and you're and they're producing it in the audio space to then get that audience because so many people love you know as as you and I are now talking on this podcast right podcasts are really popular people love the audio format people love listening to and like a full content. narrative too like right. a fully so, fictionalized so big, narrative that's a big thing but I, I found that oh well if I'm in traffic let me like try to listen to a book and I get so distracted I don't know why because I, I, I actually like I like I love listening to podcasts I love yeah. listening to people chat and tell stories and I don't I don't know what have you been into, like, TV-wise lately? What's been your favorites, like, the past few months? Have you been into anything? I will say 
the last episode of I May Destroy You oh, hey. was one of the best episodes of anything I've ever seen. Yeah. What she did, I have chills thinking about that. Like oh. what she did in telling that story, which is so hard to watch, but it's just so beautifully done and there's humor in it and it's so... It's just she's. It was so fresh. She's, she's so, so singular, right? Like Michaela yeah. Cole is the, yeah, the creator and star. Yes. I may destroy you, which you should all watch if you haven't. It's on it's, HBO. That to me, I still haven't recovered, and that was like a that was last summer when I saw yeah. that, and I just I just sat still after I watched it and said, I've never seen anyone do that. I've never seen anyone yeah. tell a story. like that. I didn't that. know you I could mean, do that, right? It's oh, like one it of those things incredible. where I was like, I didn't know you could tell a story like that. Like, no, but that of course a, you can. Was, but like, I would have never understood that and I watched it week to week and I think I needed to watch it week to week because I needed to like digest like sometimes it's I love binging I binge things all the time but sometimes it's really nice especially with a show like that to like take the week to like digest it and sometimes I watch the episode again before like the next one and that's that's rare for me I did that with Mayor of Easttown a little bit too but like oh she's I mean I loved Michaela's so talented I can't that was just what, and again, like, because I, I want everyone to watch that because yes. it's, it's the most spectacular. It's, again, it's difficult to watch. So is a lot of stuff. Life's difficult. Yeah. The way she tells the story of, it's a choose your own adventure type yeah. storytelling without giving too much away of, it's a it's a sliding doors, shout out to a great movie. Um, great movie. Where, what would happen if, and here's the ending if this happened, and here's the ending of this happened, and here's the ending of this happened, and like what what do you think is the ending? What ending would you what would yeah. satisfy you after going through this harrowing experience with this woman? It's it's really it's just incredible. So that I loved. Um, I mean, I did all the the I would say in quotes typical binging. I did, I thought Queen's Gambit was just stunning. Yeah, beautiful I, to look I, at. I really loved Flight Attendant. I thought that was super fun. And also had never seen Big Bang Theory. Never. I think I've seen an episode on a plane, like on American, you know, when they would have those CBS. Yes. Right, of course. I think Kaylee Cuoco is like revelatory. I was like, who is? She's amazing. I did not know she, I, again, because I know she. that show is incredibly popular. She was one of the highest paid actresses for a long time on television w- with that show. And I didn't know... I don't know. I was probably snobby about Big Bang Theory and like sure, whatever. But a lot and of people. I mean, listen. Big ups to CBS. They know. They know what people like. I mean, yeah. They. They really. They, they sure they do. Know their audience and and people are obsessed with that show. But I just so I loved that. I thought that was a real fun. And you know, I have the hots for. Um, why am I blanking on his name? The hot guy who was in everything at once. Nashville yeah, when he was in Nashville and Game, and of, Game Thrones. of Thrones and but Michelle Huisman. I don't know how to right, say his last name. But, but by yes. the way. I'm always like Mikhail, who I spent. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> yeah, a hot specimen. So hot. He's also in that movie with Blake Lively, Adeline. I never saw that. Should well, I? See I that? enjoy. I actually enjoy it very much. Where she like well, that's just, doesn't that's, age. That's two hot people right there. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you want? You could watch that with with Coldplay in the background and be like, that's a perfectly good <laughs> movie. You know, just to like. Just <laughs> I've to seen see. it more than once. Like, I it, I like not so sneakily. Like, absolutely enjoy it. I I should check that out. Um, yeah. yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I just recently... Oh, I just finished Starstruck and... Well, back-to-back Hacks and Starstruck. Two really, really strong female comedy, like from stand-up, beautifully done comedies um, on HBO Max. Yeah, I um, loved Hacks. I haven't watched Starstruck yet, so I have to oh, watch that. you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. It's delightful. I love tax. You'll, so you'll much. zip right through that. It's great. Starstruck's great. And I mean, um, you have like you have such an interesting perspective. I mean, just as a viewer, as a person who likes things and watch, watches yes. things, but also like yes. working in the business and working with a lot of comics and just knowing that from your own experience too. Yes. Like it's it's so it's such and an I, interesting I have perspective. To shout out, they, I have to shout out Girls Five Eva because oh yeah, Izzy Phillips is on that, and it is. So I just finished it like two days ago. Funny, and Maris Cardino, just brilliant, and she was a writer on Colbert and just a lovely human. Oh, I didn't know so her background. Talented. Okay, yeah, and then okay. she did Kimmy Schmidt, and which and I loved. had this idea for a show, and obviously, like Tina Fey was like, "Yes, this is so funny," and it's just it's so it's silly, delightful, but it's so 
smart. It's really, it, it's like deeper than one would think. Like it yes. really scratches the surface of like being So a tell woman people and, what the premise is if they haven't heard of it. Right. So it's basically like the Spice Girls, if the Spice Girls, although they had more than one hit, but that type of girl group um, in the 90s um, has a, there's a rapper who samples one of the, you know, their one hit and, you know, in, in the now. And basically he, um, it, 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 they wind up like thinking that they're, they're like, this is it. This is our big comeback. And they all get back together and you sort of, you get to examine each of their lives and where they're at now. And, and they're, you know, they basically try for a comeback and it's really it's so it's, funny. It's, really it's a joke machine fun. too. It's, it's like, a joke machine. That's the thing. It's like it's like that movie Barb and Star go to visit oh, Del Mar. I cannot is, talk about how much I love that movie. That movie is that I texted Stephen Colbert and said because he loves a joke on joke on joke on yeah. Joke. It, I said this joke per minute ratio is <laughs> out of control. This is this movie is so smart. And it's so, so it's, good. it's absolutely absurd. It's, I mean, my oh, mom and I were watching it together and I was like, we should be high, but like, we don't need to be high. But wow, if we were high, I like, was high. This, it was, <laughs> it was I great. mean, that, I mean, that movie is, but it's the same kind of brain power that it takes yeah. to make something that's, that's smart, dumb. Yes. Um, that's like so silly, stupid, but it's so cerebral at the same time like it's a that's a real like and to like run that bit from the beginning on the plane like through to the end yeah with like a surprise cameo that you're not expecting which I don't want to give away because you should watch it and it's worth it but like want to laugh if you (sighs) want to laugh cry laugh and also kind of go what's happening but in a really good way like wait is this how did they do this and Jamie Dornan was like all in I loved it that brings up a good so right before not on purpose at all but the week the two weeks before that I watched the show with him and Jillian Anderson. Oh, the fall. He was a, oh, okay. Yeah. So again, shout out to Sarah Vilcomerson, who was like, we, you know, every couple of weeks you'd go like, well, now what are we going to watch? Because right. everyone was like voracious, just like tearing through theories. <laughs> right. I'm like, what am I, what, you know, what has 7,000 episodes that I could sit home and, you know, and so she's like, you know what you would really like is the, because I loved Mindhunter. I was really yeah. bummed that that didn't have more I know. seasons. I thought that was fucking amazing I thought that was like Jonathan Groff was like incredible I just love that show yeah and she's like well on the murder tip um (laughs) you should watch the fall and I was like what's that and somehow I missed it like again like when you're on your your own personal life treadmill you you don't you don't get to kind of like look up and out and I you know when sometimes when I'm when I was a publicist for so many years, I, I was only able to really like deal with what was happening that second. Right. And like, so it was like, I've, I've only seen this thing that my client's in six times because I don't have time to right. do other things. And so I was like playing catch up like all of us during this time. And I'm like the fall. And then I was like Googling it. And I'm like, oh, I was at the Golden Globes like the year like it won this and that he won that and that she won that. I'm like, I guess I wasn't paying attention to like what this was. Right. And I watched that and I loved it. So and good. That was really hard to watch because it was terrifying, but so beautifully done. And 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 so so I had finished that like on a Tuesday. And then you and watched then Barb and Star. And then I watched Barb and Star. And I. I don't tweet. I, I just don't. I don't know what happened. I like fell off Twitter years yeah. ago and then we can get to talking about yes. about what we wanted, what I requested for us to talk about in terms <laughs> of pop culture and bonding and you and I. But I, I, I wanted to do a whole tirade of like Jamie Dornan is he should get an Oscar because I had just seen him in the fall and then I had just seen Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar and the the. The fact that that's the same person who I did know. those roles is really something. Um, and I, I rec- if you're into murder and yeah, and, it's and, dark, but it's good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really well. well I kind of like had a sense of some of his comedy timing, yeah. at least because one of my favorite things to do is go down like a deep Graham Norton hole on YouTube oh, yeah. and watch yeah. like Graham Norton clips. Um, mm. For anyone who doesn't know, it's like a a chat show in, it, in England. It's a chat show. It's the, you know, they really know how to do a lot of formats that we all stole um, here yes. um, in, in the UK. And yes, it's a, it's a chat show where everyone sits on the couch together, which is kind and, of fun. And, and celebrities are, and there's some, there will be some British celebrities that you might not be as familiar with that are, you know, obviously very popular there that might not 
on beyond shows that come over here but also like it's part of I'm sure you like it's part of a junket for a lot of uh, celebrities when they're promoting a project and it's so funny and there's they always seem so at ease there like he's very good at his job and it's always I always they're so funny and so you can go on his YouTube channel and just watch but there's Jamie Dorn has been on multiple times and there was one where he's talking about how he walks weird and then they're all <laughs> laughing and it's and then he gets up and he does his weird walk and then he talks about how he tried to walk differently and like a director was just like what are you doing and he was really good at like telling the story it was like very the comedic timing was there and I was like but I didn't know he would just go full absurd humor but he was like he bought in like hard and he's fantastic in it in Barbara so basically Star. Jamie Dorn so Jamie Dornan is also self-deprecating, which makes him that much hotter. Which so is much hotter, just yeah. On, but I'm, you know, I'm happy for him. He's got like a cute baby or more than one baby. And yeah. I saw him on Kimmel. Because then my mom got really into him also and was like sending me a link of him on Kimmel being like, he was on Kimmel. Like, you, it was great. <laughs> you yeah. should watch it. Um, I yeah, mean, so, I sneaky uh, watch all those Fifty Shades movies when they're like on so E. So should we, this is just <laughs> yeah. a brainstorm because I like a brainstorm. So yes. should we spin off this podcast into a Jamie Dornan only podcast? <laughs> this is a Jamie Dornan stand podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have, I I'd know you have it. other stands and we don't have time to get into your Taylor or your Harry stands. <laughs> no. But like, I think a Jamie Dornan, I think a Jamie Dornan podcast is is, is i mean i think there's probably a lot more white space in that land than like (laughs) in like swifty land or like hairy land so i think it's great you really have to find gems and then we could just get all his co-stars to come on and we could just be like tell us everything yeah and then maybe with you as like an ep i think it's then maybe he would come on and just be like can you guys please stop this i have lawyers (laughs) then i'd be like no 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 this isn't like we're not standing outside of your yeah, um, no, this is like, um, we do it, like, that's a, like, with my fandoms, I'm like, I don't need to be on a list, I'm not, like, not, up on, I'm not running, and to facts, you guys, I am not running any fan accounts, I, if I was 17, I definitely would be, but, like, I'm, I'm harmless, imagine, I, can I, you imagine I'm, you, oh, can you I, imagine you, if you were a teenager now, I would be what writing, would be, what your walls would look like, <laughs> what, well, you know, because I see them on TikTok, and they do, like, these very nicely, evenly spaced, like, um, walls and I would be 100% running like 32 fan accounts and writing Wattpad I would be writing Wattpad fanfic like nobody's you be, business you would be on the you, you you wouldn't be able to see straight because of all the typing you'd be doing on all the, it would be like that you, gif like with the, the Kermit the yeah, Frog the, or Jim the, Carrey right. like typing I no, would truly I don't think I could have survived like I no. know how I feel on the inside and I am in my mid forties. Like mm-hmm. I would, I don't know how my, I don't know how my, my I don't know how Hannah does it. does it. I don't know how she does it. It's, I mean, being on Instagram and being a young woman, Ugh. being on Instagram and being a 40 late woman in her late forties is terrifying <laughs> to be on Instagram and like be, keep up with everything. But I will say I'm so impressed like with the, the, the activism of, yeah. of the youth and the you know and the importance of of self expression. So there's uh, there's hope. It's hopeful. But anyway, um, oh my god, we've been talking for so long. I know. But I, what I was going to say. So this we can it ties to social media. There's a, there's yes. a sag there because we used to we spend a lot more time on Instagram now. But we used to, and as Bonnie and I talked about too, we used to spend a fuck ton of time on Twitter. Yeah, and and during award shows like we'd we'd all be tweeting from our own like computers like at your house watching the golden globe sitting next to each other and then i would sometimes be tweeting like my personal account and like marie claire or cosmo right 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 yeah gwen too um and gwen too so but a, a there was like a true moment in time around like there was engagement around shows in a different way and especially when you're watching something that's on at a certain time every week and not everyone can watch it whenever they want right Right. and so scandal was like a true it was like a true pop culture moment as a show but also as a social media show like yeah for sure we would live tweet yeah. (laughs) yeah it was I mean it was it was a real moment it was um yeah, everyone was excited about it. it. There was a lot of buzz about it. Um, and the cast would engage television. in it, too. Like, well, that was the thing. Whoever came up with that at ABC Marketing and who really dove yeah. into the... That was that was the beginning of community watching, I think, yeah. in, term, in terms of 
you know, the in terms of having something of substance, rallying the cast, not just to support it, but to really have a conversation with the audience as it's happening was such a smart was so that's smart. Like why actors that's why why actors perform. Actors want feedback. They want to engage. They love an audience. That's why so many actors love doing theater because there's that reciprocal relationship. And whether it's drama or comedy, you want reaction. And so, of course, actors engage in that. And people who were were even like, ugh, I don't don't know how to tweet. It's like, sure you do. This is what you do. And so they did a really good job of, of guiding the cast and the crew and I think some of the directors who were also actors, you know, would would engage and um it was so special to be a part of and like you and I would text and then live tweet and and follow all of that. There were so many funny I mean I I'm assuming people still do this on on Twitter, but it wasn't like it was because there was no this this was a singular, this was the first show that did this. It was suspenseful, it was sexy, there was, you know, b- b- various love interests, it was risky, it was political, it was so it was, it was and it was ridiculous it, sometimes, like in a ridiculous. good way. I mean it was absolutely yeah. ridiculous, like especially yeah. by its you know, like once it kind of in that first season it was so much like kind of, there was a bit of case of the week, you know, like right. speaking of fixers, I mean you're a fixer, Liv's a fixer. Um, but like they would have kind of, you know, Pope Olivia Pope and Associates would like take on they whatever scandal they were helping someone get out of each week. And then there on top of that, there was like the the romance and the political intrigue and whatever. And it got even more into that side of things. So there was like so much meat on the bone to like talk about. And Oh, it was so much fun. It was so and I'll never forget. I mean, the joke is too, it's like it's like I'm in the business and I the joy I felt. Do you remember when <laughs> when there was something that happened in an episode and I tweet you have to be brave to by the way people who tweet are brave because you're really putting a statement out yeah there. I obviously like so many of my opinions so I you know in in representing actors for so many years I, I can't say anything about anyone yeah you yes. know other than like that was great or like I'm so proud and yeah like, here's a yeah. link you know um those were for so, the text messages <laughs> right exactly take it take it to the group chat as busy yeah. and Casey like to say on exactly their exactly um, and so and so um so I remember what something that they said and I came up with a joke and I tweeted it at scandal whatever and then Carrie retweeted it Kerry Washington and I like screamed I like couldn't believe yeah. it I was so excited it was like it was it was like I went to the see the Beatles for the first time and like, <laughs> I know got, got like John Lennon's autograph it was just so ridiculous how excited and I think that's I think that's sort of just getting back to like now we binge things and everyone just texts each other like have you watched it yet and it's like I'm almost done with it and so that's the thing about like having a smorgasbord of so much content is that you do miss out on the appointment television. I know. On the, like, Mayor did a really good job. Mayor of Easttown, HBO Max, was really smart and made you wait. Yeah. And that, I think, is the reason the audience was able to build because people were like, well, what's this thing everybody is talking about? And right. that's what happened with Scandal. It's like, I, I don't know how that show started ratings-wise, but I think in building a conversation and building a community and finding that people had a place to share their, you know, disappointments of the episodes. And the remember that woman, Tangela? Tangela, I was, I, I couldn't remember her name. And I wanted to make sure we talked about her. And I texted Michelle, who was working with me at Cosmo at the time and has also been on this podcast. And she was like, Tangela! And I was like, thank Tangela, you. Tangela, Tangela Eckhoff. We love her. And so that's, but that's the thing. Like, and didn't she get on the view? We were yeah. like, how can we help her? We were DMing her. Like, <laughs> yeah. we want to help you. You're hilarious. She like, was like a super the- fan who was yeah. hilarious. Right. She was a super fan of that show. Like, that was a moment in time where social media was actually for good and brought people together. Well, yeah. And then um, it feeds yeah. the content machine, right? Because uh, there were yes. recaps. Like, Vulture was going to do recaps or whatever. But then yes. everywhere could do, like, the best tweets about Scandal last yes, night. and exactly. the you know the roundups like a buzzfeed roundup or whatever and it really did build the show into like an event and and for me like the only other times that it had felt like that prior to that show was like an award show or a sporting event that I would be watching and that's when everyone has you have to I mean 
you don't you have, have to, to watch in. it, but you have to right, tune right, in. Right. It's like on at this specific time right. and you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And that's true of live events. And, and you can still, you'll still get that around sports sometimes and, and award shows, but I got less, I'm just less into Twitter. Like I lurk on there, but I don't tweet nearly as much. And it was just, yeah. it was so fun. You were like, oh, I'm watching with my friends, but we're all in different places, but we're all talking to each other. And then to have... And the cast was so amazing. They would do the East Coast feed and the West Coast feed. No, I know. That was a real, that was really, but again, like I, I think that in terms of marketing and publicity yeah, and, was, and and connecting with the audience, I thought, thought that was just the smartest. Um, that was a really, I mean, the reason I brought it up when I was thinking about like, what are we going to, we have so many things we could talk about yeah. on your podcast in terms of pop culture and entertainment and things we like and things we shared experiences together. But I do think there's something in terms of like, what that was as was a moment in time in the beginning of something that then then you know binging kind of took over and I think it's nice now to kind of step back and see that they're not even networks anymore I would say like homes of content right are starting to pull back so that you really can have conversations and you can really pump the brakes on devouring things all at once because it it is nice to have things to look forward to and build that Um, anticipation and like get excited and be like oh what how are they gonna what are they gonna do especially on Sunday nights like Mayor was on Sunday nights and you know it's everyone wants a Sunday scary um cure yeah you gotta just dissociate (laughs) Um, somehow yeah right and (laughs) so real world totally and so I think that there's you know I think that there's um it'll be interesting to see how these different streamers move forward in yeah you know a lot of them will continue to just release everything at once all the episodes at once but I do think there's lessons in a slow burn a slow roll that really allow people to have time with it and have a conversation with it and build an audience and develop an audience you know and develop a relationship with the artists who are giving you the said content i you know yeah. I, I think disney is doing that right with like all the marvel spin-off shows yeah I think they roll them out and i think that's that's a huge reason why those are so successful obviously that has a built-in sure fandom that is uh, a beast you know but but i do think like for people who never saw age of ultron or any of those avengers movies people are like oh cool can i still watch this and it's like yeah it, it it's tied to it but it's not, it's you don't but have it to stands have alone that. too right and so i think that's that's cool too i mean there's yeah. really endless amounts of there's a lot of options right now in terms and of And I think they're like trying different things. things out too. Like Hulu sometimes will drop three episodes and then go week to sure. week to like and that yeah. makes sense to me too. Like hook you in and then be like, you gotta wait now. Or yeah. Apple does that sometimes too. And but like a lot of their shows are start going week to week. And I it is nice. Also when Did there is watch? so yeah. much Yeah, what were you gonna say? No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, you said when there's so much. I oh, no, when there's so, so much out there, it's nice sometimes yeah. for them to give you a break. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel, because I no, also I feel the need to consume everything. So when I'm like, okay, there's no more until next well, week. Well, people rely on great. you too. I know. I mean, you've become like, you know, uh, a, a touchstone for like, what should I be reading, listening to and watching? Um, but I, I do, and that, that becomes like, oh God, I'm, I'm not in the conversation. Did you watch that Cruel Summer I sure did. So, did like, you, I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about it. I, f- I would agree with you. I, I, I loved the mechanism of which the story was told. Yes. I love. So explain the, that a little place. bit. So for people haven't seen so it. So, Pearl Summer. Well, a lot of people that I that I follow on mostly Instagram. Um, uh, we're like, oh, cruel summer, and and this is, you know, this is the next thing, and also because I was watching the bold type last season, which I know Same. has deep meaning to you, yeah. and they would t- they would tee it up at the end of that, and I was like, oh, am I going to watch that show? And then all of a sudden, it just became like something that I was like, oh, I guess I should watch that show because people. It kind of blew up. I, like I felt like I, you're right. Like everyone was talking about it, and so basically, it takes place wherein the the it the same you don't really know what what's happening but but the they tee it up that the following events take place the same week three years in a row so what it does is it dances 
back and it, it dances from from the future to the past, from the future to the past, from the future to the past, and 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 they do a very good job of storytelling that way. Yeah, and it's in um, the nineties. It's like in the and it's in the nineties, right? Which you know, if you love a scrunchie, yeah. yes. Um, but I, but I. I sort of felt myself being like, I'm watching this because I just need to know what happens. Yeah, I was really into it in the beginning. Like the first few episodes, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. super excited about this. And I got less and less excited. And I'd just be like, oh, this is, there's a new episode. I need to watch it. Right, right. So it felt like, it felt like I, I, <laughs> it's like I have a lot to do, but I have to, I need to know. Well, because there's a mystery, right? And yeah. like, not, yes, not that we won't spoil is, anything. I feel like, terrible. This is not a good selling book, but it's just, it's more like, because it is YA. Yes. Um, it's YA. So I knew you'd be, I knew you had seen it. Yeah. And um, it's the nineties. It's like, it's taking place like basically when I was in high, then, like my senior year, like one of the years is 94, which is like when right. I graduated from high school. So it felt very, I think it's a mission. It's a blender of like, it's a blender of a, a lot of different shows, but I will yeah. say the best to me, and this was pre-pandemic, but I'm very excited for the next season of Stranger Things because I think what that show does in terms of encapsulate genres and like sci-fi and horror and, um, you know, like the Goonies, YA yeah. and the Go- oh, which by the way, like you know, Richard oh, Donner, Richard Donner just R. passed R. away. Yeah, um, you know, he made the movies that created, you know, that people like J.J. Abrams and yeah. Zack Snyder are, are all talking about today. He made those young people believe that Superman could fly. You know, he yeah. created such beautiful movies and storytelling. Anyway, I digress to say that um, that. But what do I digress to say, Abby? It's been four hours. This is the longest. You know what, guys? We're doing a, this is a dance marathon podcast where if you're still listening, good for you. I know you probably have a lot of other things to do, but we're not letting you go. We're just going to keep talking about things. I digress. And it's like, you sure do. Um, I That's my whole life. I'm just this like. This is what happens in conversation. I, I go like, but you're so good at what was I saying? You were talking about Stranger Things coming right, back, the new things. season. Oh, just, just because I thought what they did the last season was so smart yeah and how and I mean you know as a child of the 70s and 80s yeah I I just like the mall culture and the I just thought it was so smart and it was like it was just like badass it's just like crazy and exciting and badass and I you know I I feel like the more inventive, the the better. I'm excited to see what they do with it. Me that, too. That and I love show. that, like, it can, because it hits a certain pleasure point for us, right? Because it reminds us of our childhood and then yes. the movies we grew up on. But then yes. younger people love it and they're not, they obviously don't have that same nostalgia, but they're just right. as invested and like lear- and, and learning about the 80s and whatever. But um, they, no, there's some kind of joy. There's some kind of yeah. like heart, heart skip when you see an old Apple computer. You're like, oh. <gasps> I had that in my room, you know, like that's, that's, that's the fun. And the mall, the mall of it all. And even like the neighborhood pool, like I, I was a lifeguard at our neighborhood pool, like when I was a teenager and like just all of that and riding bikes. Are you excited about the Olympics, by the way? Oh, fuck. I'm so excited. I can. You love the Olympics. I love the Olympics. I like want to just take in every single thing every single sport obviously I get very into swimming I was saying we're about to hit that 10 days of time when all of America cares about swimming which was my sport growing up and so I know and so like I love that but then I get I'll get into anything because I'll also I'll watch any like high stakes sporting event anytime even if it's not something like I was watching the Euro Cup the other day I'm not a big soccer person but I'm like it's a high stakes event I will watch it yeah um, no, people right it right it brings people I mean you're very much you you really span every you tick every box Abby Gardner <laughs> because you I mean you love your sport I do love my you sport you love your sport well which was our initial email conversations were tied to sport right well that's the thing it's so funny so just to to put a, a button on the on this fit conversation that really took a lot of different directions but um <laughs> just how I like it it's two, it's four hours right we have four hours 47 um, hours yeah. it's four right okay this is the mar- this is the marathon um episode welcome to the marathon episode of we have notes maybe that's the that might just be the episode title the marathon episode (laughs) marathon episode how much can we fit into i'm panting i'm drinking a lot of water hydrate 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 to dominate we have a lot to what we say at camp hydrate but when so i think i feel like gwen put us in touch because i was that year 
I was going as a publicist with several clients to the Super Bowl, which was happening in Indianapolis. Yep. And I and I was trying to help my client at the time, Carson Daly, get a birthday cake for his wife, right? Yeah, I think is it was. This, is this yeah for Siri? It was for Siri, anyway, I think. And I was like, and so I and so I was like, God, like I need someone who knows Indiana, and I I'm. Pretty sure I think like Gwen put us. In it was touch Gwen or Danielle, maybe. Right, it was I Gwen forget. or Danielle, and someone, and and not only did I, I, you had sent an email going like, "Hey, I heard you need some places, some cake ideas for Indiana. Here's also like, here's a tour guide of <laughs> everything to do, eat, spend money, go shop." And I was like, "Oh my god, I got like the most. I got like a timeout Indianapolis." <laughs> guide from you without even meeting you it was so I was like oh my god this is incredible it was so helpful and I think like because of you I was able to get the, the we got a cake and we got well the and the funny thing is what, like my fa- our family business was bakery supply distribution like right. that's what my dad's company so I was like bakeries in Indianapolis yeah you're like me. hang on you're like what kind of icing do you want no but it was crazy that was like so helpful and I was just like wow way to deliver and not even know me that was like was I know and I helpful. didn't know you yet but I'm like Resources. now I can I mean, understand why you are the kind of person who deeply appreciates appreciates that thorough of a list it was crazy that's, that's I was like, like this is this is gorgeous I always say to like any anyone who's like who comes to me and you know who says like oh I, I I couldn't find I couldn't find out or I'm like hey can we get this person's phone number and it's like I don't I didn't we I couldn't find it we don't have it in our database I always say have you done everything possible before you come back and say I I don't have this piece of information for you I have you tried everything? Have you thought of everything? Right? Because there's always yeah. someone who's going to be able to give you that information. And then if you really say, I called this person, I called this person, you know, of course, if, if it doesn't, but they're really, you really can find things out if you, if you go that extra mile. And it's so funny, like a, a, one time um, when I was at ID, Kelly Bush, founder and CEO of ID, yes. which is not used to be IDPR now just ID they do many things Kelly had on one of our retreats she had Jeffrey Katzenberg come in and talk and he told amazing stories about how he was coming up and how he you know built this empire and he said you know every day do we something to if I'm paraphrasing sorry Katzenberg I know you're listening <laughs> definitely um, he he's says, a huge he, he has a fan account for this podcast yes he does especially this episode um he said you know exceed expectations don't just meet them right, right? so you come into work you put all your shit down you check your emails you did what have you done that day f- for yourself for your boss for your clients whatever it is that you do to exceed the expectation that you know is in your job description because then that gets you because then when people don't do that and then they head scratch why they're not doing better or getting farther ahead or why didn't I get my promotion or why am I not getting a raise it's like well what do you do that is something that you that you're so proud of that that you got recognition and you didn't even ask for because you just kind of thought of it right and right and I I never forgot that and it wasn't like it's really it's good like I it's not like I heard that when I was like a freshman in college I heard that like well into my career and I was like that's so true because anything that you do if you're like I did that but I did that so much better than even I anticipated doing like that's that's always gonna get you further it's like why he you know why he's built several several empires yeah it's so, so true anyway. it's like um who weekly which is a podcast that I love and this is in the context of like ridiculous research on like d-list celebrities but it um they always are like yeah go to the second google page man and that's like right. say it's like do the extra search like do right. the extra like don't just look at the first three entry you know it's like like you're saying like did you exhaust all possibilities at your disposal to find this yeah. information like what did you, like be extra like in a good way you know and it's not th- it's not difficult to do you don't need an extra degree to try no harder. no you sure um, don't you <laughs> <laughs> really it's been one hour and seven to 18 19, um well I, but i think we can leave the people with that great piece of advice from carrie bialik and jeffrey katzenberg <laughs> two hollywood <laughs> moguls yeah we're always um it's always we're very um 
In fact, she's got to she's got to get on a, a Zoom with Katzenberg right now. I gotta go. Yeah. Oh, beep! It's he's beeping in. I'm late for my <laughs> late for my weekly with him. Um, your weekly. I love it. Yeah. Your one on one. I miss you so much. I miss this you. Makes me miss you. We don't have to do a podcast to catch up. I know, and that's. Um, but I'm the great really, thing is when I can book people, it's like mostly just so I can like dominate some part of their day to talk to me and then it just makes me so happy. Like I'll be energized all day because of this conversation. Me too. I love um, what we didn't, what we didn't do. You, you're so good at hosting. Cause you're like, do you want to tell the people what that show is about? Like, I'm just like, anyway, <laughs> but because in smartless, which is such a great podcast. Oh, I'm obsessed. Um, obsessed. Yeah. When they go, when Bateman, when they go listener and they fill everyone in, you're very good at that. Listener I was just in like, Wisconsin. Yeah, this random show. And you're like, but people are going to want to know what that is. And like, you're like, maybe you should, if you want people to watch your client's show, you should tell them what it's about. Like, I'm just like steamroll, steamroll, steamroll. I just also like, I'm not good with the time constraint or, um, you know, a soundbite, which is why I represent actors because I, you know, well, you help get them help ready them. for that. I help them concise their thoughts, and that's what I've done for many. One of the things that I into done a tight, is, a tight is, anecdote, in, right? And 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 Lord knows that's not me. But, no, but I love you're a, wonderful. I love a long form. Yeah, but that's a why a podcast is great. <laughs> and I love you so much. Thank you for taking time out of your Thank busy you for schedule. Me. I don't know what what I just said, but um, I hope. It's all if good. Anyone listened, they enjoyed it. Um, and I'm grateful for you for I'm your friendship for and you. your support. And this is this was a, a nice this was a this nice was a journey. Delight. <laughs> Love you. All right. Love we'll, you. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Yeah, baby. Thank you so much to Carrie for that lively conversation. It's always lively with Carrie. I think you can probably tell. Um, I'm so happy that she was able to come on and you guys were all able to meet her. Those of you who don't know her IRL. Uh, and if if you're not already, you should follow her on social media. She is at Carrie Bialik. It's C-A-R-R-I-E-B-Y-A-L-I-C-K. And thank you so much for listening. As always, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to the newsletter at wehavenotes.substack.com. Huge thank you to everyone at Speak Studio for helping produce this show, especially Timothy Griggs, who puts this all together for me and helps me when I have really inane questions about microphones and sound and whatnot. And uh, yeah, and you, and also you can follow me at Abby C. Gardner on Instagram or we have notes at we have notes. And until next week, let me know what book you're reading. What do I need to add next? I've got this big stack and I'm in a real hardcore reading mode. So DM me, tell me what I should read. Let me know if you read one of these books. I want to hear uh, Malibu Rising or The View is Exhausting. I think you'll like them, but I want to know. Uh, so enjoy and I will talk to you soon. <laughs>